You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we talk with Adrienne Bird about the power of planning for senior living. Want to feel empowered when you or someone you know is looking to make a living transition in the senior years? Listen in to a great conversation and get some excellent information. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe place and safe space for a learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. Today, I'm talking with Adrian Bird, Senior Living Consultant from A Right Place for Seniors about helping seniors gracefully transition, defining their forever home, and taking the stress burden off the shoulders of the, their family and friends. Welcome, Adrian. Thanks for coming today. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. I love sharing what I do. It's so great. So Adrian and I have had a, a couple conversations about what she does, and it's pretty amazing. And I don't know about our listeners, but I do know that a lot of people are in the sandwich generation. They're in their 40s or 50s. They have kids and they have parents in their 70s and 80s. So they're sandwiched between caring for their kids and their beloved elders. And that can be really challenging. And sometimes their elders want their own independence. They want their own space. They want to make some changes in their living situation. And Adrian, you help families do this. So what type of service does a right place for seniors offer? Yes, so we offer free senior housing location referral services for seniors and their families. It's a very personalized, hands-on approach, and we walk the, walk the entire journey with the family from start to beyond finish, and we help them with giving them tailored options of what will meet their needs for a suitable home for their loved one. We're actually based out of California for our corporate office, but we're rapidly expanding across multiple states. And I am the senior living consultant representative for Washington. And so all of our representatives are local to the area. We're not just a phone call, although we, will, we would be happy to talk with you and consult with you over the phone, but we'll actually meet you in person. We'll go on the tours with you. We'll set up the tours. Wow. And we'll do the whole process. Yes. And you do, all, you do all this for free? That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The way that we're compensated is uh, if you, if the family decides to go with one of the communities that we have toured with them, and if they go with one that we have a referral contract with, then that community will give us a one-time thank you. But the family gives us nothing, absolutely nothing uh, in the entire process. It's completely free to the family and the seniors. It's like a free real estate agent, essentially. That's amazing. I mean, what a gift because you know the particulars about the different places. Hey everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. Do you interview the family about what they're looking for and what their needs are. I'm assuming you have some kind of intake process or something that you do. 
Absolutely. We have a full uh, intake assessment that we do with the family, which is really comprehensive. And it goes over what they're looking for, how close they want to be to their central desired location. And uh, we consider all the needs, the person's activity preferences, the types of care they need, the levels of care and support, um, the different types of activities of daily living that they'll need assistance with. And we tailor the options that we present to the families based off of all of the information we gather through that intake assessment. That's amazing. And I mean, I'm, and I'm also thinking that, you know, so you have to ask a lot of questions. You need to use critical thinking skills. You need to be a great listener. So I'm thinking what led you to becoming a senior living consultant? So, so these skills came from somewhere. What brought you to this? I'm curious. Well, it's actually a perfect blend of, of some passions that I have and interest and skills that I that I have gained over the years and have mastered through my, my prior profession as well. Uh, interestingly, I was actually working in the education field, which is the other side of the spectrum when we're looking at the li- lifespan. <laughs> and I worked with um, all levels of, of students from preschool through post high school as a school psychologist. And I am a person who loves service in general for people. And when I heard about uh, the job of a senior living consultant, I was immediately drawn to it because I also have a background with serving seniors. I've helped with um, seniors with in-home care uh, services as well in the past as like a side job. And I've also, um, our gra- my grandmother lived with us while I was in graduate school and she developed dementia. And so she was such an independent person, but I had to, you know, go through the process with our family of finding an assisted living as well as a place that specialized in memory care for her and essentially more like a care home in the end, like a residential care home. Uh, So what we did was we, we found a place for my mom and I mean, my grandmother that was, you know, local to us to where we could still pick her up and take her places and bring her over for dinner and all of that. And so, but I didn't know that this job existed at the time. So when I heard about it, I was like, wow, I wish I knew that that existed for our family, you know, when we were going through that same process. And, you know, and in my church, I've also been very involved uh, with helping seniors. Like if someone died in the family, putting, pulling together um, memorial and funeral services for the family. If somebody had difficulty with, you know, going through an operation and they couldn't provide meals anymore, Setting, setting up meal trains for them uh, with other church members and things like that. So just that other area of interest for seniors and love for them and always having friendships with seniors immediately drew me in, in when I heard about uh, this type of position. And, you know, for me, it's my heart is there for the senior. My heart is there for the caretakers. It's such an act of love and service to to care for your family member. And then sometimes it gets to the point to where it's no longer safe anymore for them to stay home or their family member is isolated during the day and they're needing to be in a place where they can have that social interaction. So, you know, it's, it is something that I find to be very rewarding, you know, even though it's, I may not always get paid for helping and that's totally fine with me because for me, it's, it's very rewarding in just helping families to feel less stressed throughout the process and some satisfaction with knowing that their loved one is well and safe. 
Wow, that's huge. I mean, I'm just thinking about everything that you're doing because basically you're doing case management for the elderly. And I know a lot of family members feel totally overwhelmed at the prospect of trying to find all this information out themselves. So to be able to talk to a knowledgeable professional who's also has a loving heart and is also a, trained as a psychologist, that's pretty awesome. I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also love real estate in general. So for me, it's fun to go and tour these senior communities and there's some beautiful places out there. Let me tell you. Really? So, you know, for me, it's it's wow. also very, very fun and rewarding to, to go with the families and even tour them ahead of time. I always go ahead of time, but prior to recommending a place for a family, because I think of it as like, if it was my family, I'd want to know what I'm recommending someone to go to. You know, so I go ahead and I tour the place and I meet with the people who work there and, and do all that legwork for the family ahead of time. That's wow. That's amazing. Okay. We're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the costs, how to prepare and some of the things that people need to think about before they move through this transition. So we're going to take a break. Are you experiencing overwhelm, frustration, stress, or anxiety? Do you need help with insomnia? contact Ariel Hubbard at Hubbard Health Solutions. Ariel offers 25 modalities to help you move forward. You can deal with the pandemic and still experience balance and calm. Contact Ariel at arielhubbard.com. That's arielhubbard.com. Okay, so we're back with Adrian Bird. I'm so excited that you're here with us, Adrian. Thank you so much for joining us again. So I heard you call senior housing communities, like communities, right? Is this the same thing as a nursing home? Is there a difference? Because nursing home is the, you know, the term people used to use a long time ago. And some people still use that term today. I've heard it um, even recently. So what's the difference? Yes, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're asking that. Because many people, when they think of a senior community, they're thinking of that memory of a stale and sterile nursing home where, you know, it just didn't feel fresh and didn't feel very invigorating. And I will say, you know, it's, it's definitely worth looking into the options that are out there today because the places of today can be quite lovely. They can be comprehensive in the services that they offer and very inviting. Uh, there are different types of communities that represent the different levels of care. And so when you refer to like a retirement community, usually that's referring to an independent living senior community. And in those, those are those seniors that maybe are still driving. They may even have a side job still, you know, outside of retirement or, you know, they, they're very independent still and they don't need as much assistance, but there are benefits still to being in a community where there is, there are staff members there around the clock if they have a need where there's pool cords in the room in case something happens and they slip and fall, where they can opt into getting into a meal plan where they have the meals cooked for them and they don't have to cook for themselves. <laughs> there are a lot of benefits. You can simplify life in that way as a senior. And so uh, that would be the, the, um, the highest, or, or maybe I should say the tier that would be at the top that is the least amount of services but okay. um, still considered a senior community. And then the so that's, next- That's independent, right? Retire yes. Retirement. Retirement yes. living? Okay. 
So retirement community is synonymous okay. pretty much with independent living. Okay. Yeah. So the next level down could be the assisted living. And, um, and so that's for seniors who do require maybe one or more uh, help with activities of daily living. So for instance, if they need help with um, maybe laundry or bathing or um, maybe escorting or, or transferring from one surface to another, um, you know, that's, that's what they could get in an assisted living situation. Okay, and so activities those, of daily living, that's a designation that a lot of um, organizations use, insurance companies use, and it basically mm -hmm. means the things that people need to do for self-care, right? Did I get that right? Right, like dressing right. Dressing yourself, the activities, shopping, mm -hmm. being able to get the activities up and that it takes to take care of yourself, such as, you know, feeding yourself or uh, showering, bathing. Um, you know, transferring, you know, as well as toileting. So okay. those would be considered all activities of daily living. So, so assisted living is somebody who needs help with some of those things. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. And they could have as little as just having their meals prepared and they're okay. already in a place to where it, as they, as they um, age in place, they're able to, if they need more care, they're able to add on the different care options that are there. Okay. And so it provides that, you know, that fluid option for, you know, aging in place and being able to have a, to stay in one place to where once they're ready to bring in more care, they're already there and, and able to access that. And usually all the meals are provided and assisted living as well. With the independent living, it's not always a guarantee that the meals will be provided, but oftentimes they'll They'll either have restaurants on site or they'll have the option to add meal, add meals to their care plan in essence. Okay. Okay. And then there's another level too, right? It's memory yes. care, isn't it? Is it memory care? There is memory care. So memory okay. care is essentially another branch of assisted living. So it's still considered oh. assisted living. The okay. difference is it specializes in people who have symptoms of dementia and Alzheimer's, and it provides specialized care that's tailored around the needs for people who are, who are dealing with dementia. And that, you know, could include specialized activities that help to, um, you know, stimulate brain activity. Um, they'll have, you know, all the meals provided. And oftentimes they, they'll have someone assist with showering and, and different, more activities of daily living would be included. Okay. Yeah, in a memory care. And so it's, a, it's another step up in, in the ladder of, you know, services for communities. Okay. And then you have skilled nursing, which is where you need more around the clock care and very acute needs are needing, or you're needing services for. And um, oftentimes, you know, there's a lot of medical services that you're getting that would require a doctor's order in order to receive those services. So that's okay. a whole nother level. So when people say skilled nursing or nursing home, they're not understanding necessarily that there's a whole spectrum of options because um, there is a skilled nursing you know, facility, there is that level, but there's also all the way on the other side of it, the independent living to the assisted living. Yeah, okay. so there's, there's a lot more than meets the eye. Yes, so then what kind of costs are we looking at? I'm assuming that these different levels have different costs that are involved. Right, right, absolutely. And another one I didn't mention was that there's also adult family homes. 
In Washington, that's what we call our residential care homes. And so with those, you may have anything from assisted living to memory care, but it's in a more intimate setting with maybe six residents and you have the caregivers living on site. And, and they so do that's this for seniors. That's they, they do this for seniors? Yes. Yes. That's interesting. I yes. mean, I've heard of those for the differently able, but I haven't heard of those for seniors before. Yes, absolutely. And there's a lot of options out there. And so that's why it helps to have someone who has experience with knowing the different options that are around and touring them, because it, it is it can be very daunting when you start and you realize, oh, my word, there's so many different options out there. And oh, knowing for where sure. to go, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And something that would be a fit for that per person. That's what you do the intake form for, right, is to find out what that person's needs and wants are so you can find something that's a fit for them. Okay. Right, so, then, so then we have those different levels. So there are costs mm -hmm. associated with those. So I, I'm, I don't think you can necessarily ballpark that on a podcast, but maybe you can give people an idea of how they could prepare for that. Yeah. So there, there would be an, a ballpark for, for instance, per state, I would say for Washington, the average is about 5,000 a month for assisted living. Okay. And that that varies depending on the level of care, the location, the amenities of the particular community. And so that, that's a ballpark figure. It can be a little bit less than that. It can also be a lot more than that, depending on how much care and the type of, of community that you're looking at. Uh, but that would be more of an average for assisted living. So you can imagine that the less care you need in independent living, if you have maybe a one bedroom, in an independent living, you might be looking at less, like anywhere from 3,000, maybe 4,000, you know, just depending on the place. But okay. it, it can be, you know, costly um, looking at options for senior care. And that's why it's so important for people to plan ahead and, and do as much as they can ahead of time with that. And um, so what we would say is, is um, you know, figure out what monthly expenses you're already paying for. Because you have to also understand, it sounds like a lot of money, which it is. However, we are including oftentimes, this is all your rent. This is your utilities. This is all your food. This is um, a lot of your services that you get. You know, there it, it can be pretty comprehensive. So if you were to look at alls and itemize everything and look at it all together they, and mm -hmm. see what is covered in the community, you can then better feel feel out what your budget would be. And um, as far as preparing in advance, um, what we do is we say, we tell people, look at all of your funding streams that you have. Look at your retirement pensions, your annuity, your annuities, your life insurance. And sometimes you can even liquefy that, you know, if needed in mm -hmm. order to get the money that you're needing for your, um, your entrance fee into the community or for even ongoing costs. Um, look at your long-term care insurance. Oftentimes, those will step in and pay towards some of the care of an assisted living. Uh, veterans are also um, often eligible to receive some benefits that can go towards assisted living costs. Um, there's also Medicaid, and oftentimes that's not covered. That's not a cost that I mean, um, a funding source that is accepted at all at all senior um, communities. However, some will accept. A private to a private pay, um, and then eventually, like maybe after a few years of paying private, they'll accept Medicaid, and then once the Medicaid kicks in, you're not paying anything anymore, 
and the Medicaid is covering all your costs. And so there are ways to, to make it work for your family. Um, also, you know, a lot of families look at selling, um, selling real estate, um, you know, to get their, you know, liquefy some funds as well. Mm -hmm. So pulling everything that people can together uh, in order to, you know, have what they need in order to get within a reasonable budget for a senior community is necessary. And sometimes, you know, families may find that they, even with all of that, they may not be able to, to quite have enough to, re, to, you know, meet those costs. And maybe they're able to have their seniors still continue to live at home or, um, or even living with the family member. And in those cases, there are also in-home care agencies that will come to the home and help the caregiver and take some of that, you know, that burden off. And that's another service we also help families with is locating in-home care agencies that can help provide those services. So there are a lot of different ways to um, go about it and different options. There's not a one size fits all, it just depends. And, and oftentimes too, um, these senior communities may have different specials going on or promotions, which, you know, as a senior living consultant, we're privy to a lot of that information. So we'll share that with the family and that also can help cut costs. Oh, for sure. That's great. Great information. So I was thinking about like, when did people do this? Like, when's a good time for someone to move into a senior community? What's a good time for them? Or I'm just thinking like, what are the factors involved too? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you sometimes, cause uh, a lot of these places can be so nice. I wish I was of age to move in. <laughs> myself. <laughs> What is, what is considered of age? I'm curious. Do you know what the age so, is? Yes. So for independent living, uh, they, they will usually start about 55 plus. Oh, that's scary. For, that's next year for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't think they're going to take my 13 year old though. I don't, <laughs> I somehow don't see him running down the halls <laughs> with his Nerf guns, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> But for assisted living, on the other hand, uh, usually they're looking at about in, in your 60s. So a lot of them will start out about 62 years of age or older. Okay. And again, there are exceptions to the rule. Sometimes there might be a, a person who's not quite of age for the community, yet they might have a level of care that would be um, best met in the community. And so sometimes, you know, communities can make exceptions for people who are just right there or right below the cusp of um, being, you know, of age for it. So okay. I would say the best time to wait is, is um, I mean, it's best not to wait. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's best not to wait until there's a crisis. You know, when I, t I tell, I tell families and seniors, you know, it's best to go when you still have the ability to make those choices for yourself, when you're able to go and see it for yourself, when you're able to, you know, um, to really, find what is a good fit for you and not having to have something, you know, found in a quick hurry to where you're not able to really do the research you want to do with it. And so I would say do it, you know, as soon as you can simplify your life as early as you can. Downsizing is good for not only yourself, but also for your loved ones. And you can maintain independence. I think that's a concern that a lot of seniors may have is that they don't want to go into an old folks home or, you know, they don't want to be in a place where everyone is, you know, debilitated or anything like that. 
And it doesn't have to be that way. You can shop around until you find a place that you find a good mix of active seniors who are walking without walkers or, you know, a good mix out there. There are those around and um, you can maintain as much independence as you want. Um, oftentimes, a lot of those places, even if they're assisted living, they'll have, it'll be more like a a la carte option for what care do you need? Or, you know, maybe it'll be levels of care. And so, you don't have to go in thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to have somebody just <laughs> doing everything for me and I can do so much for myself. <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way. But the best time to start is um, prior to, you know, being at risk for a fall, um, you know, prior to, you know, if, if, you're, if you notice your loved one is starting to be forgetful about um, different things that they normally would not forget, you know, maybe it's time to start looking at that at that time um, before it gets to the place to where they're, you know, driving and getting lost on the streets yep. or like yep. that. Yep. I've, so, I've actually rescued somebody who was walking the streets. Wow. Yeah. 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 Yep. And uh, called the cops and got them mm-hmm. taken care of. Um, so another question, which is not something we talked about before, but do any of these places allow pets? Because I know a lot of people are really attached to their animals. Like that's the reason for not going is because of their animals, right? Yeah. Well, the good news is you usually don't have to give up your pet. <laughs> what? There, oh there my are, goodness. That's yeah, great there news. are places that that might that might be particular about what size pet or and things like that. But if they're but, small dogs or cats, that'd probably be okay. Most most times, yes. Um, you know, it just depends on the particular place, but oftentimes most of the places do accept pets. And, you know, and so I would say you don't have to give that up. You know, there are places out there that will take you and your pet. <laughs> That's really good news. You know, my podcast is about helping people find empowerment by getting information that helps them live a life where they can make choices instead of from a reactive place, from a proactive place, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show, because you have a lot of good information that helps people think about what they can do in advance. And you're counseling people to do it ahead of time. Don't wait for a crisis like falling or don't wait for a crisis that's, that happens where you have to make a decision that's, you know, last minute or sudden. So I think it's great that you've been here with us. Cause I really do appreciate that information. Um, and so if people are unsure of whether they're ready to move forward with moving to a senior community, but they want to look at their options and get some direction, what would you recommend? Right. I would recommend to simply contact me. You can call me. Uh, my number is... Say that one more time, honey. Say that one more time, Adrian, because you cut out. So I'm going to start with a question again. I'll start with okay, a question. Go ahead. <laughs> if people are unsure of whether they are ready to move forward with moving into a senior community, but want to look at all of their options to get some direction, what would you recommend? I would recommend to simply give me a call. Contact me. I'd be happy to talk with you. You can call me at 360 360- Two zero nine five six six seven. You can also wait, find wait, my. Wait, you gotta repeat it because we need time to write it down. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> three six zero. Yeah, so it's three six zero two zero nine five six six seven. 
So that's my mobile. And you can, you can reach me by calling. You can text me on that number as well. And you can also find my email address and other contact information through our website. And our website is arightplaceforseniors.com. So again, that's arightplaceforseniors.com. Perfect. And, and guys, I think, this is also yeah. in the show notes. If you can't remember what you just said, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> number one, consider working with Adrian. But number two, go back and look at <laughs> the show notes for her contact information. Yes, oh, absolutely. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I. <laughs> it's really funny because a lot of people that I've encountered, they joke that either when they're in pregnancy, they're going through menopause, they start losing words or they start, uh, you know, having things where they're not remembering stuff. Yes. And so people start noticing it, you know, sometimes in their, their forties and fifties, I've noticed that um, when I've been talking (laughs) with people. So, you know, it's good. It's good to have a place to go look. So whenever you're looking for her information, you can't remember it, or you don't um, get it when we're talking about it, just go ahead and go on the show notes and you'll get that information. Adrian, it's yes. really great to talk with somebody who's so passionate and caring about the elders in our community. Um, a lot you. of times elders are not appreciated and it's clear that you care and that you go to a lot of effort to support people and make a difference for people. That's really great. Absolutely. Absolutely. I consider it my honor to help families and seniors through this process. You know, if it, even if you're not sure of where you're at with the process or if you even want to make that big move and you're just curious about what's out there or what are your options, I'd be more than happy to go over your situation with you and talk about the different potential options you may have. That's awesome. And you also can give references to help people downsize, right? To downsize their possessions mm-hmm. and their clutter and stuff like that. You can help. Okay. Absolutely. I'm going I'm to pass on, excuse me, sorry. I'm going to pass on a book that Adrian mentioned when she and I were prepping to do this show. It's called Brain Rules for Aging Well. That's Brain Rules for Aging Well by John Medina, M-E-D-I-N-A. And I put that in the show notes as well. Adrian, thanks so much for your caring concern and all of the options that you gave us. That was really great information. Uh, To our listeners, I want to thank you for listening to the show. I really appreciate that you're with me every week and always looking to empower you and I hope you have a great life. So thanks for joining us today. Remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Ariel. (laughs) Thank you so much, Adrian. You take care of yourself. Okay, you too. podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness, or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group, that's Hubbard Education Group, or 
go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. 